Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SD Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDpodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Welcome to episode 168 of the SND Podcast Show. Steven is here, Vince here, in a good mood, of course. Of and course. Uh, Danny's here this week in house. What's going on, Danny? No much. Vin, congrats. Uh, the Dallas Cowboy fans are like crickets. Shh. We're not allowed to be mad about oh, it. Oh, that's Dan. right. We're, that's we're right. Not, we're not, we're not, the, not, the boat crew. <laughs> the boat crew was allowed, but it's okay. We're, we're not allowed to be disrespectful to the Cowboys because it's not fair because they lost and we need to be nice and consoling. I don't know, Vin, you read it. I, I wrote something nice to your dad today. He you finally did. reached out, and I said it nicely. It was a good season. I wrote it on Twitter as well. Yeah. I said, I no, it's not one Cowboy fan should be disappointed. They're, no, I they are a good, good status, too. I said, damn it, they played a good game. I can't say it, but yeah. no, how about them Cowboys? And you know I, what? That was it. It was a phenomenal game. They're a good team. It was a good game. They're literally like two defensive players away. Think about oh, it. Yeah, they, that game was definitely. over. If you yeah. watch the first couple of quarters, that game's over. They made a great comeback. Oh, yeah. Those young kids. And like I said to your dad, it's a learning experience. Yeah. They lost. You got to learn. You got to start somewhere. Eli got shut out in his first playoff game. If yeah, it gets to 28-3, it's over. Done. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you know what? Dez stepped up. Dez showed up in this game. Which we you know, called. Which we called. Elliot got his yards, which, you know, to, to let the, you know... In a the game? way to beat the Cowboys, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, but right. a way to beat the Cowboys now that they have a running game, it's kind of similar to that Belichick versus the Bills in the 90 Super Bowl. Thurman Thompson has to run for 100 yards, right. and we're going to win this game. Right. He ran, take I, everything else. He got 120, I think. So, I mean... The, the Sunday night game at, at MetLife, he had 87 hundred, yards at halftime. That was at the halftime. quietest 100 yeah. yards. 80-something yards at halftime. He ended up with a little bit, just a little over 100. That was the kid's keeping him out of the end zone. That was. Would you agree that was the quietest yes. hundred yards yeah. I've ever oh, seen? Yeah. I remember I was wasn't watching the game, but I came home with the stats, and I was like, "Really? Yeah." No, yeah. And have, you wouldn't know how because they have seven points when he has hundred yards. Right. You. That's the thing. You know. You give him hundred yards. You keep. You keep Elliott out of the end zone. You could beat the Cowboys. That's the thing. The difference between the the Cowboys winning and the Cowboys losing is ideally this year has been Elliott going into the end zone. Right. But again, we're going to talk about gonna, that later. We're going to keep that for later. Keep that later. Uh, we have a huge show today. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media, all of it. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Don't forget, search SND Podcast channel on iTunes. Click the subscribe button, but don't forget to hit the review button as well. Give us a nice little rate and review while you're there. Uh, next week we got a big show, so make sure you look out for that announcement. We also have a 
big, big breaking news later on in the show tonight. Uh, so make sure you're listening up later on. Uh, we're also going to have Craig on from the Blue and Orange Army. Hardcore, Craigie. Hard Craigie. Um, but we haven't had him on since the move, so I'm interested to see. He's one of those guys who lives a little further out. Interesting to hear his take on the move and how it's been a year and a half later, basically. Right. Ideally, now that we're also, in, in, you know, set in and pretty much I've got a, a rhythm and a, a routine to get there. And also, also it's gonna be fun to talk to him. Coming off the big breaking news of Capuano being fired, is it too late? A little too late. We'll talk about that later on as well. Um, but you know, we mentioned social media, and Danny, it's time for our leadoff. Leading off. Leading off. All right, tonight's leadoff is a pretty much a simple one, an easy one. Um, why do NFL players and athletes decide to be stupid on social media? Um, this week, right after the Steelers' hardport win against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, their star wide receiver Antonio Brown decided field to put <laughs> damn field goal kicker. Their uh, their uh, star wide receiver decided to go on Facebook Live literally right after the game for twenty something minutes. Uh, and he had coach. He had prayer. The team prayer. Coach Tomlin talking uh, bad, not bad, but talking smack about the Patriots, which obviously he didn't think anybody was gonna talk. He didn't about, think uh, record, was listening. Obviously, because you're not supposed to. And uh, it was the funniest part of it. Someone, I don't know if it was Tomlin. I couldn't really hear the voice. Either Tomlin or a team leader was screaming, "Don't do anything stupid on social media." But to their chagrin, uh, Antonio Brown is in the back of the locker room, smiling and giggling on Facebook. Um, this is after the two weeks before with the Giants, obviously making stupid headlines with the boat crew. Um, whether it was right or not, I don't know why athletes got to post everything. I know we're in that range of posting a lot of stuff. I know we've calmed down a little bit, but we all have been guilty of posting stuff we shouldn't have or too quickly. So it is a damn if you do, damn if you don't, but certain situations, you know, you shouldn't be doing. So what what do you guys think, especially with the pro athletes, knowing my, they're going to get in trouble? My opinion is, you know, the NFL has a protocol when it comes to social media, and it is what it is. You know, Brown clearly broke it. They already said they're taking care of that. He's going to be fine. They have a protocol Protocol on the locker room door. It says no file media, right. whatever and, video. And, and uh, Brady came out and said the NFL sent the guy back to us on Monday right. and said, listen, this is your protocol. This is what happened yesterday. This is against the rules. Don't forget. Right. So basically, you know, Anton- not only did Antonio Brown do it the night of his game so that they, all the Patriots can see, but he also did, they also heard about it the next day when the guys were showing them the video and, you know, so, you know, right away, bulletin board material. Right. Yep. Um, and the one team you can do <laughs> right. The one team you don't put bulletin board material on is him. Is them. So, anywho, but, you know, as long as they stay off Snap Face and uh, what else did, what did Belichick call it? Snap Face and Insta Chatter. I love, I love Belichick being stupid when he actually knows what he's talking about. Right, okay. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway. Being an old my, person. My opinion is, the minute you walk in that locker room, there should be a thing for phones. Every player needs to put their phone there. There should be an emergency number that families and anybody, if you need to get in touch with anybody... That they could reach inside the coach's office, inside the trainer's room. You know, one of those type of phone numbers. But every sport should have a mandatory, you walk through the door, you put your phone in here. Or you want to use your phone? Outside. Nothing inside the locker room should ever be on 
recording. And I get it. There are players that, you know, football players go out before the, before the warm-ups and they're doing their warm-ups. Fine, take it on the field. That's a different story. You're warming up. You're listening to music. That's one thing. Oh, that's another thing. The Giants with the no t-shirts before the game. Acting all tough and hard, it was like okay. no on social media. But you know what? Again, it's not in the locker room. Inside the locker room, every sport before you walk in, here's a bucket. Ground. It's a sacred ground, right. and you don't. God knows what's going on in the locker room. We've mm-hmm. all been in locker rooms before. We've all had said stupid shit too. Vin- That's another thing. Um, I, I wouldn't go as far as you're going with a you know with a phone bucket. These are adults. You should be able to control yourself. The honestly, the biggest thing I had an issue with. Nothing Tomlin said I had an issue with. He, Obviously. That's, that's stuff you got to say about the Patriots. They're assholes. It's whatever. It's and true. you're in the locker room and you're not... No one's right. supposed to hear Nobody's that. supposed to hear that. This is your star wide receiver. A leader on your team. It's a weirdly shaped locker room. But he is literally behind a set of lockers. Not in the huddle. When his coach is talking. I've also found it weird that Le'Veon Bell was also in the, the behind. Both of them. Yeah, it was very both weird. of them are back in a corner, not up in the team. When there's a team huddle, the leaders, the captains, are up at the front with Tomlin. Yeah. If not saying something, you know, adding on to what he says. Leading this team, not standing in the corner and recording it and whatever stupid thing Le'Veon Bell said. I don't even remember what he said, but he said some stupid thing. Yeah. And the worst, I think one of the, the, the other thing that I think made it worse... Was ever, all the guys were like excited about it. They're like, oh, you're on Facebook Live, let's go. They start dancing. They're like, are you like grow up? To to be fair with that, to be fair with that, that was before the team huddle when you they you it, you you hear the coaches and everybody saying huddle up, huddle up, right, huddle up. right. You did before all that. That's fine, whatever. Yeah, but they, when when they you tell you like, three times to st- like right to get there, you gotta get. Right. There. If you want to send a, a, a minute video after you guys dance, yes. fine, have a good time. But it just, it's like this and the stupid Sheldon Richardson thing he did with Snapchat earlier. It's just, guys, you gotta be smart. I forgot about that too. I forgot about that too. Talking about the Steelers, this is a perfect time. Let's take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna start off with the Patriots. A million voices scream inside me. Animated. Countdown to the killing spree. Welcome back to episode 168 of the S&D Podcast Show. That was Cross to Bear for Division 1.1. And now we're going to talk some football championship weekend. Usually the most competitive games of the NFL playoffs. Uh, We'll start off with the AFC. Patriots, Steelers. Um, Personally, I've said all year I think the Patriots are going all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, one thing that has uh, concerned me uh, in that pick... I don't like the Patriots. I'd rather them lose. But Brady's last two playoff games have not been good. Probably his worst two playoff games has been his last two. Now, they were against Denver and Houston, who have very good defenses. But he's not looking like a uh, like the Tom Brady of old. So, uh, with that being said, Steve, what do you think? Um, the, the, I've said it. For a month now since the Giants lost to the Steelers. If there's going to be a team to beat the Patriots. Pittsburgh's a team that could go into New England. And can beat them. They've been there. They've been through the, the grind. You know. Brown's been been in the playoffs plenty of times now. Bell, it's his first year. You know, he's been in the league a thousand years already it feels like. And it's only played two playoff games. Because of suspensions and all that fun stuff. And injuries. And yeah. injuries, yeah. So... But if there's a team that can set up a game plan to go in there 
and annoy the hell out of Tom Brady and keep Tom Brady off his game. Because that's how you beat the Patriots. Get Tom Brady off his game. Pittsburgh's going to make this a game. I think the spread's like six. There's no way oh. Pittsburgh's not covering that six. I agree. This is a field goal game. This is similar to the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens where, uh, what's his name, missed the kick. Yeah, Ravens-Pats. Yeah, with the... The year he missed the kick? I don't remember. It wasn't Tucker, because Tucker's really good. He would have made it. Matt Stover, maybe? Maybe it was Stover still at the point. Who remembers? I don't remember. But anywho, if there's a team that's going to go into New England and win and put up a fight, it's going to be Pittsburgh. It was Billy Cundiff. There we go. It was Billy Cundiff. Cundiff. (laughs) Um, Honestly, the Patriots, it's funny. Um, If if Texans had a competent quarterback at all, there was no way the Patriots were winning that game. Or it would have at least not been an 18-point well, you know, spread. Well, with the lead and all the turnovers and everything like that, right. you're expecting hopefully you get a couple sevens on the board. They did keep it interesting, and then the Patriots is like, all right, enough. <laughs> so, Right, they toyed with that. They, I feel like the Patriots kind of went into that game and said, we're going to sit back and we're just going to let what happens happens because, you know, this is a walkthrough. Because it was supposed to be. Let's face it. It was supposed that that should have been forty nothing easily. They, they barely covered. And right, they covered by two points. They I had them at sixteen and a half. As at worst, though, at, as bad as they could play. If you came into the game and said, "What the Patriots need to do for the Texans to win?" That's what they need to do. Oh yeah, Brady throw time. interceptions, fumble. Well, the interceptions if, were off guys, so it was like the Eli Manning interception. Here's also the thing going into the championship game. If there's anything that pisses the Patriots off more, it's a bad performance by themselves, not yeah. a loss. Oh, exactly. So them looking that bad and everyone saying, oh, what's going on in New England? You know, they kept Houston stayed in it. Houston was able to put up points. Houston... Came in there and showed showed some life, and you know. Well, a lot of people did disrespect the Texans' defense, though. You're yeah. I, we we talked about it just before with the social media stuff, and Tomlin said, "Oh, we gave them, you know, they had an extra day and a half. We gave these a-holes an extra day and a half to prepare. You could have started preparing for the Patriots last week. You have advanced scouts. They were beating the Texans, and you knew that. You could have had two guys sit in a room and watch Patriot game film for two weeks." And Which you know you what? Have. They and actually had to watch I don't a game remember. and say who's going to win. The Chiefs I, were favored. I forgot who I heard this from. I heard it last week, though. If there's a coach that can go into a place like New England and win, it's Tomlin. And here's why. He's not sure. Not only that, he's a motivator. He's a motivator. He's, he's definitely he's a, a motivator. Great motivator, yes. Right. Also, Monday, every Steeler was in the film room. What did he show them? The blowout loss to the to the Patriots early in the year. This is what we did wrong. This is what we did wrong. This is what we did wrong. We fixed these five or six mistakes. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, we win. Also, uh, no Gronk. Gronk was played a big part in that game. Had a big game. Right, and that was one of Brady's first games back. So you right. know, Brady was and, fresh. And, and, was ben, like and, ben, and Ben didn't play. No, Ben did play. No, if I remember, he didn't. That was one of the games Ben. Right, that's right. You're right, Ben that was, was in his street clothes. Right. Ben was in his street I remember code. vividly, they had him on uh, the FX, film asked, and he asked for Brady's jersey after the game. He goes, I don't normally do this, but you're one of the... You go right. back and look, the Patriots have played one good quarterback all season, and it's Russell Wilson, and they lost. That's the only good quarterback right. they've played all year. So, I, this is the t- first time this defense, that's all oh, number one defense in the league, it's not that good. This is an average defense. The numbers This is a defense bad. that gets by. Right. And that's sometimes what you need. Sometimes that's all that's you, all you need. Because it's just a bye. You know, 
Um, you know, you got you got a couple guys who could pass for us. You got a couple guys who could cover, and that's all you really need. Oh, you don't you just bend, don't break, and get a, like one or two turnovers. Because Brady's not turning the ball over. They'll never turn the ball over three times in a game again. Until next season, he'll yeah. have that one game every right. year where he does it. And he I think it. he threw two, and they fumbled once. Right, if I remember correctly. So that will never happen again. The big, the biggest question mark this week is: Does Brown get his? Can Brown get open? Can Le'Veon get his yards? Le'Veon will get his. I think. Well, the originator, like we mentioned before in the opening, is Belichick letting Thurman Thomas in Super Bowl twenty one. Is it twenty one or twenty five? Twenty five. One of the two. Yeah. The second one, the one they beat the ninety, the yeah, Bills. 90, yeah. yeah, they um. Let Thurman Thomas have all the rushing yards as possible and then make sure the passing attack, which is much more dangerous, funny to say that now, looking back on it, um, right. get their yards. So, I could see that happening. I, you know what, it's funny that this, I mean, I think that offense was better, that Bill offense, but it's a very similar thing with Thurman Thomas and, and they had Andre Reid and Brown yeah. and Bell and... Ben and Jim Kelly. It's pretty triplets. similar. Yeah, it's a similar. You know what's similar crazy setup. about Bell? And I was talking to my I was talking to my dad about this. You know, all these years you're yelling at a guy standing behind the line to run. Move your feet already and go. What right. are you waiting for? Bell waits ten minutes. See, naps, wakes up, and then runs to the he hole. He said he said it the other day that he's this he's like Steph Curry, he's changing the way the game is played. His style, the way he runs, is gonna work. For another year and a half. Someone's going to figure it out. No, when he gets to the point... First of all, people stay in their gaps and he's done. Yeah. Second of all, okay. when he loses a half a step, he's not getting through that hole. Right. No, you're right. So, he better... Well, the advantage of him is he plays less games every year because he's always suspended. He better, you know... Or hurt. Or hurt, right. <laughs> real decisive, real quick. Because he's got maybe another year and a half of that. Well, that's what we think. You know, well, you never know. That's what they need if they go to the Super Bowl and win. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, if they go Super Bowl, he's not doing that in three years. It's not going to happen. Oh, he won't be quick enough. But the question this year becomes for this game is: Can the Steelers hold them to three? Threes, 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 threes and threes. Because you know what? And can they get seven? Because they weren't able to last week. Well, yeah. If yeah. you look about it, how they, they... all I know is Dan's going to pick the Steelers kicker <laughs> again. He's going to have the worst week ever because right. last week he had the greatest week ever. So he kicked <laughs> six field goals last week. Against the Patriots defense, that's four touchdowns at least. Yeah. 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 You need touchdowns. Because yeah. here's the thing. But it's a better defense. The Chiefs defense is the strength of their team. Yeah. Here's Even the though th- they had Justin Houston covering Brown for one play. Here's the thing. The the Patriots are a touchdown team. Yeah. Yeah, it's maybe three field goals are kicked the game for them on a, on a good day. <laughs> This is going to be a 27-24 game, either way. Right. This game... Not crazy high scoring, but somewhere in the what's middle. What's the... Any, any update on the weather? Do we have a weather idea? Uh, and what was the only... I don't know. You know this better. What was the over-under in that game? Six... Uh, 50, I think the over-under was okay, in that that's, game. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think the over-under like was Like I said, 24-21. That would be... Right. That would be 43. So... I would take the under in that, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, that yeah. game that game's gonna be fun. The Chiefs, honestly, you should have won that game. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Kelsey's got a point. The refs should let them play in a playoff game like that. But watching the film, you know, James Harrison is a beast yeah. among men. Right. And my friend said it the best the other day. You know, thirty-eight-year-olds should not be playing unless you're a punter, a kicker, or a quarterback. He's a freak. <laughs> yeah. And 
they even said, like, within an hour of landing, he was posting videos on Instagram of him working out in the gym. He's out of his mind. No, he's a freak. And you know what? He's going to be playing another five years if he wants to. (laughs) He could play another five years. He's a Hall of Famer. By the way, oh, yeah. I know he, he's the first ballot. There's all. a lot of like off the field issues with him talking and getting spotted. I said it to a coworker the other day. It you know what's matter. the best thing about him? He changed the way he played the game. Yep. Yeah. He, he finally figured out. No, you he, know what? I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get far. I'm not gonna get the money I deserve if I keep playing this game. He up. still complains, and he's still like he he bitched about them bringing him in for the steroid thing, but he doesn't. He Look doesn't at get, him. I would test yeah. him every day. Yeah, he, he doesn't <laughs> get fined for hits anymore. No, yeah, he's. He cleaned the way he learned. He learned how to hit the guy correctly, and he cleans, cleaned up the way he plays. Yeah. And he did it the right way. And he's doing everything the right way. And you know, it's the same thing with Weatherford. You know, they tested him all the time too. Yeah. You know, as his body grew, they started yeah. testing him all the time. It's the way it is. You know, it's the way it's always going to be. Yeah, it is. So, all right. So, since we're not allowed to talk bad about the Cowboys. Um, you can say whatever you want about. The, you know what? There's no reason to talk bad about I'm, the Cowboys. Nobody told anything bad about the Cowboys. I was excited they lost. Okay, well, you should be excited they lost. But I was happy they lost. That's but re- it. But realistically, that you can't say much bad about them after that game. <laughs> they they played as good of a and, game as they could. And you know what? You want to make the argument that they made it a, a week better than the Giants did. You can't really make that argument. They they played they, the same amount of playoff games. They both lost, <laughs> but they got the buy that counts. Anyway, I. Uh, on to the, the Dallas-Green Bay game. Um, only questions I had about Dallas in that game was a couple of uh, play calls. I don't think they gave Zeke... I think they got out of giving Zeke the ball a little much. Especially on the final drive. Yes, the, the final drive, third and two, with whatever, I guess, 40 seconds left in the game. I'm giving him the ball. Because if I'm them... I know that he was saying that he wanted to try to get a touchdown. In, in my mind, I'm trying to not give Rodgers the ball back at all. Obviously. Or at least, let's say they run third and two, the Packers make a stop, and it's fourth, and they kick a field goal, and the game's still tied. The Packers at least have one less timeout. What did you guys think 50-something seconds left and they're spiking on first down? That's the way to With go. one timeout. I think that's the way to go, because with the rookie quarterback, you, he's You wanted to crazy. slow everything down. Slow it down. I know it's such a, such a terrible situation. With obviously giving Aaron Rodgers so much time, obviously that's the double-edged sword of it. But rushing, and the next thing you know, he throws a stupid pick because they it's he gets flustered. Right. So you know, we'll talk about that Rodgers play for a second. And well, you know what makes that play great is that's not a play call. No, he, he literally. The they, everybody said we got in the huddle. So this is we get in the huddle. Roger says, "You do this. You do this. You do this." He drew it up in the ground. This is he runs around. First of all, with Dak going back to that for one second, this is still he's played very well here. This is a fourth round pick. If you run that play, you have to get it to the side. You have to get out of bounds. You're eliminating a, a, the middle of the field. You have to let that guy have the entire field. Second of all, I was just listening to a, a Packer podcast on the way here. Basically, the way they do it on their last drives is the only way I can compare it is like a it's like a, a combo menu or something. He's got a list of routes and a list of protections, pretty much a menu of each thing, and he goes, "We're doing this, 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 and this." You know, you run this, that, this route, this protection, that protection, and that's how the plays go. They Rogers came out and said, "This was the but play it's, call." Right? It's not like, "Oh, I'm going to do we, whatever I want." We There's need. A, we everybody need to play knows like we're running one of these three routes. Right. So here's and what he picks, Rogers yeah. came out and said. This is what we do in practice. 
I scramble. One guy runs short. One guy runs ten yards. One guy runs fifteen. One guy runs right. twenty. The first guy open on the sideline is the guy it's I throw very to. Very simple, yeah. And you know, you know that was a third and twenty. So the first guy is running twenty yards. The second guy is running twenty-five. The third guy is running right. thirty. And you, hit the you, you hit you hit the guy who's the first guy to the sideline right. and the open one and Cook just. And I think that's why he's so clutch at the end of the games because of the that like you said that menu of like, yeah the, like all right he could know. just make something up and they all know what they're supposed to be doing you know to some degree. You know, this argument was trying to be made. Jared Cook or Mario Manningham? The better catch. It's 100% Manningham. No better way. throw and better catch. Yeah. Double In coverage. In coverage. In coverage. Double. Eli, Stand double coverage. No, Eli no, was but, getting hit, if I remember correctly. Right. And down the sideline. The line. stretching up of it. Cook right. was yeah. contained, Falling, right. contained in kind of set himself. Cook, Cook was set. It was just up and he had to come down and hit the ground in that spot. Right. Cook was That's set. That's an all-time play. Cook was, Cook was set. Right. All he had to worry about was controlling the ball and to the ground. Right. That was right. arguably Eli Manning's best throw of his life. Oh, yeah. That was... So, That's the play of Eli's. Not the Tyree one? No. <laughs> right. That's that's like the Rodgers Hail Mary to Janice last year. That's just chucking it up. <laughs> Um, alright, I figured what, I I figured I'd throw it out there. It's been an argu- I heard the argument the yeah, other yeah. day. It's a good argument. What you guys you guys have watched a lot of football. I had never really seen this before. They did a uh, the only way I could describe it, it was an offensive lineman spy. He rolled an offensive lineman out with him, just one guy. I had never seen that before. I've seen it. I have seen it. To me it's a great idea. Everybody goes right and just him and one guy, they're basically running an option left. Right, you you have that guy there just in case he needs the extra second and someone's right, coming. Because exactly. one guy's going to come off that line. Right. Just Somebody's think about spying Rodgers. Think, about, think right. about it. It's four on five. Right. When, exactly. you get, when you put your hands on the ground, it's four on five. Right. And on a third and 20 with less than 30 seconds in a game, everybody's back. The right. other, the rest of the other, whatever it is. Seven, yeah. yeah. The other the seven, seven are out. Yeah, playing defense, playing protection. Right. Uh, playing coverage. So you're only going to have the four guys going. So you right away know you have one extra offensive lineman. Yeah. And most of the time, it's that guard that decides you're going to run on. Right, it's exactly what it was. The le- the le- he pulled the left guard out with him. Right. Usually, you'll protection. take your best, like one, your like. That's a worst. Second best blocker, maybe worst lineman out there with him. I don't know what it was. Right, because but. you know you have the other the four good ones. Right. Blocking the and four pass. The other pass pressers aren't going to notice that he's gone. They look up and he's gone. Right. And you know what? One guy went after him. One of the one yeah. of the Cowboys ended up oh, getting yeah, off it. Yeah. yeah, eventually I, got over a, to him. It was a great throw. It was a great catch. It was a great play. Listen, the made the, the kick twice. And the the Cowboys are people not getting arrested. Yeah, Cla- Claiborne healthy could have made a big difference in oh, this game too. Yeah, Claiborne should be re-signed if I'm them. I think he had a good enough year. You, you, he had a good year. He did have a good year. You can you may even consider you know you don't have to worry about anybody in a franchise tag. You may consider giving Claiborne a franchise tag and saying, here, earn a contract. One more year. Do it again, yeah. Do this again. Earn Possibly. it. Be healthy and earn it. Yeah. Come back next year, and then we'll worry about it. Right. Because, you know, you don't this have to is, use the franchise. This is the first time he's, his contract is up. This is his first, you know, the end of his rookie deal. Right. If I remember correctly, they didn't pick up his option because his first four years. Because he was a first-round pick, so it's a four-year with an option. So right. if you don't pick up that option, it's just the contract year. Correct. And there's no option after that. It's the option has to be picked up before the fourth right. year. And they weren't going to pick it up. He wasn't playing well. Right. He got benched last year. So of course we'll hear about Beckham. I'm sure. I'm sure the right. first day they'll, you could pick, pick up, up an option is Beckham. There, there you go. Right. Yeah. And you, you may you may also say here's a blank check. You because it's usually that four, after that third year they'll do like that's a the contract year. That's kind of yeah. right. Exactly. Take out the option. Right. Exactly. And you'll make it otherwise. Oh, yeah. So that's that's in a couple of weeks. We'll worry about, we'll worry about that later. in a month or so. 
with them. Fal- Falcons tough matchup. Falcons. Um, this. Well, I'm gonna tell you this is wanna, before I, we go I'm to that, before here, we go to Atlanta. Okay. Are we looking at the end of Seattle, or are they still young enough where you no. can say? I don't. Got, I don't think it's the end. They're teetering. Earl yeah. comes back. They've spent all their money on Russell and the receivers and the defenseman, defensive linemen. Uh, if the offensive, the offensive line is young. Of if they keep them together and grow a little bit, it'll get to the, the point where they can. Their offensive their line again. definitely got a lot better towards the end of the season. Right, you so, saw them gelling, but then you started seeing a guy got hurt in the in the right. game against the Falcons. So they, the other guy had to come in, and you lost the kind of sink there. They continue to grow. They'll get back to kind of I don't know, but never they'll get back to where they were. But they'll get to they'll stay in. They're, they're going to be competitive. Yes, yeah, oh, they're all they have a quarterback. They have a quarterback and and good de- good defensive backs. So, they're a great winning game. And they signed Russell, game. right? They gave Russell, yeah, Russell a big deal. Russell got his money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chancellor Chancellor didn't get paid yet, though. No, he, he we'll held still out. see what they do with him. He held uh, out, Sherman, came back late, yeah, a couple games right, this year. Sherman got paid. Sherman got paid, but his is almost up. He's Did been Thomas get paid. Thomas got Thomas got paid. Yeah, Thomas got paid like two years ago. He's the key to the defense. Well, he's healthy on the field. But everybody knew that, right? You know. And Bennett got paid too. Grand. Bennett got paid. Bennett got paid. B- Bennett got paid. Does he wear pants? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. He's still riding the bike in the <laughs> Anyway, um, I mean those pads. No, those are quarterback pads. I think. I mean, I mean receiver, some, like you're, receiver. You played pads. football. What kind of pad? Those what are, are like receiver those, pads. Those are receiver pads slash PB football pads. <laughs> yeah, like, he's not he's, wearing. Pads. So he's like Brian Leach, where he he's wore wearing, the same pants his entire he, career. He's wearing the same pads wearing, since he played peewee. He's he's wearing um he's wearing shells. <laughs> yeah, and like. And his well, his jersey obviously he doesn't want to get held. I get it, but like it's nothing. He's wearing a tank top, yeah, or a muscle shirt. That's what he's wearing—a muscle shirt. Anyway, right now who's the better Bennett? Oh, hundred percent, Michael. Michael, obviously. It's not even okay. close. Okay. Um, <laughs> give more tell us a couple more. Black, years. The black unicorn. <laughs> the black unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how many more years are we supposed to give? <laughs> well, now he's actually in, a, in an offense. Well, he's somebody a free cares. Agent, so you never know. It. Okay. Well, they bring him back. Well, yeah. Anyway, you may you. By the way, before we move no, forward, you have to. Him. No, you have to bring him back. If you're in New England, oh New England, no, if you're in New England, oh, you got to bring him back. There, there's no question Bennett has to be on that team because you can't trust Gronk to play 16 oh, yeah, games. Well, obviously. Yeah, you can't trust Gronk to play 16 well, they have games. To get somebody. And also, whether it's Bennett, they have to get somebody. They have to get somebody reliable. That team hasn't been the same since Hernandez. Yep. Since they had the two tight end system. Well, that two days like that was right. like the but two. Bennett, but Bennett brings that right, aspect does. of the game right. back to it. Right. So, in my opinion, there's nobody more important to that team than Bennett this season. But anyway, back to Seattle. So we're agreeing Seattle's not off it yet, but they're teetering. Though. They're teetering. They're getting there. You know, fix that offensive line. You may actually they're not be. a lock for the playoffs anymore. They're a lock to compete for the playoffs. They're going to compete. Well, that's the thing. Especially with that division. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Cardinals took a huge step back, who were the really only fight. Where, are the, right. where are the Rams going to... Rams aren't going to be anything no, for the next the couple Niners of years. the Niners either. The Niners and Rams are both going to be the bottom feeders. You know, the thing is with the Rams, though... They do play the Seahawks tough. They play... Not only that, their defense... Yeah. Their defense is very, very good. Yeah. If, if God can grow... Right. And be the number one pick, you know... Who knows? I, I think if the Cardinals turn it around, I think they're going to have to win their division to make the playoffs. I think between Minnesota and the NFC East 
and Tampa Bay right, coming you up, have, and the Saints, they're not going to get a wild card. They're going to have to win the division. For at least next year, you have three NFC East teams that are locks to, 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 compete. to, to compete. Well, you never you, know with the Eagles. And the, Well, the I was actually going to say the Eagles are one of those three. I think the Redskins are going to be the ones that take... Depending on the Redskins, yeah. But, I think the Redskins are the ones that take I, the step back. I think the South, you have three... The South is going to get better, too. Well, between, Saint, the Saints are always in it till right. the last couple of weeks. Tampa. Tampa's up and coming. And Carolina's going to come back. There's no way Carolina... You would assume Carolina is going to come back right. from where so they are. So that's all four. At least they'll, they're all at least eight and eight teams, pretty much, like with talent wise. And the, the, only, the season the, goes. The only teams you can say in the NFC that won't be competitive, arguably, next year are going to be the Bears, the, the Rams, and the Niners. Right. Everybody right. else is. Yeah. Easily. The Lions and the Vikings are both going to fight for a spot. You know, so you they're going to take right. Bridgewater back. Right. Right. You're going to. So they're going to have to Teddy win their division in. above the Cardinals if they want to stay in. It might take 10 wins. It might take 12 next year. Who knows? Could take 13. Could take 13 wins to win the NFC West next year. If the Cardinals, like, Carson figures it out, because Carson didn't have a good year, and that's really one of the big deals. Before before we talk Atlanta Packers, Shanahan going to the Niners would be the worst decision he ever makes, right? We could agree on that. Yeah, because they're the they're the great uh, the dead man walking for coaches the last couple of years. Yeah, it's so. It's tough. Not even that. That team's just not. There's no. no. There's no built on that team. No. If there was a place for him to go, Los Angeles. If I'm a either team in if Los I'm Angeles. A coordinator, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, if I'm McDaniel's, I'm just sitting well, back. McDaniel's already. McDaniel's. Said they already that. said they already resigned. Right, but he right, but he's. Said he's he wants not to stupid. Stay. He's gonna be the Patriots next coach whenever Belichick decides. Right. He's to. not dumb. But if I'm a coordinator, if I'm Kyle Shanahan or anybody else, I'm just sitting there waiting for Pagano to get fired because that's where I want to go. At least I have a quarterback. I can figure out the rest from there. Right. Give it. If Shanahan, if I'm him, you have a chance of winning a Super Bowl this year. If you don't go there, you're gonna be the same team next year in a new stadium with all this hype. Right. If you go the same route. You're going to you have another yeah. shot of winning a Super Bowl. See, that's the crazy then, thing. Then you go to then you could go to anywhere. That's the crazy thing with the South. It's every there's there's always that one team every year. It's that recycled. just sucks. They recycle every year. Right. There's a so it's team. gonna be the Panthers again next year. We won a division. Right. Or or, or next Tampa, year we'll see Tampa, Tampa win the division. Right. Something like that. It's a circle. And New Orleans just stays there in the middle. But the Falcons are good. <laughs> I think we're all agree. The Falcons. Oh are no good. no. There's no disrespect right. in that. I'm just they, saying. They that's said it the, the best Saturday night. The best. The difference in the Falcons the past couple of years and this year is White Freeney. Oh yeah, of course. He's, veteran uh, leadership. Yeah. But the question is, the, is White Freeney play next year? You know, he was on the brink I of retirement. Know. You know. I don't know. That's just cool. If they win a Super Bowl, he won't. Obviously. If they win Super Bowl, you walk. It's over with. You know, but he—I mean, I don't know how much. I'm sure he had a big deal with it, big to do with it. He mentored uh, Vic Beasley into being the league leader in sats. But how much of was that of Dwight Freeney's coming off the other end? You He's coming have, on one you end. You to pay attention to that guy, right? right. You can't now, just double now, Vic Beasley. Now you, th- now you throw a nobody on the other he side of him. What happens? Cardinals right. last year too. Everybody right. forgot about that. Right, and the man you would think you would think that the Cardinals would have improved by bringing in someone like Chandler Jones. You would have thought, yeah. Well, Dwight Freeney's basically in like the like the Packers Julius Peppers role. It's just you just rush the passer, and the guy just knows how to rush the passer. You don't need the the strength and the speed that you once had. You just have the knowledge and the moves. You're setting people up the whole day to just make your big move. Since talking about best pass rushers, two of the best defensive linemen are retiring this year. Mathis. Yeah. Okay. Mathis and and um, the big guy. Big one, Vince. Uh, Vince. Vince. Yeah. Basically walked up the tired? field. Walked up the field, basically saying this. He was mentioning it a couple weeks ago, and then apparently the other day he was saying it to the coaches. Like you saw Belichick, they found Belichick. You yeah. know, the hug Bill O'Brien. Right. He walked. He shook Bill O'Brien's hand, and gave him a hug. He went straight to Wolf Fork and said, 
congratulations on a career. And he thanked them. And Don't he knew it, too. Him. Yeah. Okay. And Kraft yeah, no. said something. And, there was something, and you know, they did the okay. kisses thing it's before the other. Yeah, it's time to go. But he's I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, Wolf Wolf is, yeah. You know, if I'm JJ, I'm calling him and saying, come back one more year. Clowny healthy. You get a full year with the three of them healthy. And right. It's tough to block. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> if the three of them could stay healthy. But how much do you trust JJ to stay healthy at I this point? Know. Back injuries are not... We we have a guy in New York that has that. Here's my question. <laughs> J, let's say JJ gets hurt again next year and his career kind of goes down the drain. Is he a Hall of Famer with what he's done already? No. I didn't think so. No, think so. Not enough longevity. No, no, we, we were, my dad I and I were having this argument about about a couple of the baseball players who didn't make it. We'll talk baseball Hall of Fame a little later. Right. Um, so then I said, you know, he even said, you know, it's not about... Whether you're a great or not anymore to make the Hall of Fame, it's you just have to be good enough to make it. You know, you know. It's, arguably, you could just say you're good enough. Like Tim Raines, look at his numbers aren't great numbers, but he was longevity wise. Right. So how do you judge an offensive lineman? That's tough. It's, it's longevity at this point. You, you, pay, you pay, you play 15 years as an offensive lineman, you're in the Hall of Fame. Right. Exactly. That's basically what it comes down to at this point. If somebody gives you a job starting for 15 years, and you're so yeah, defensive like, lineman, you're going to look at his sack numbers, his his tackles. JJ yeah, is JJ, JJ needs, up there on JJ, an all-time list? JJ legit needs one more, one more. JJ needs sack two or three more years. Sack-wise, yes, but he needs like two or three more legit he, years. He to needs be. two. Yeah, I go to outside go to two. at least put him in an argument. Right. Outside at least two. put him in an argument. I think outside two. He's earned enough. He's been all right. Sick enough. So, quick preview on the NFC. So game. there's three hundred. Whoever has the ball last wins. Three hundred points, right? Total. I'm, Give or take in this game because yeah. you might as well just play seven on seven. I'm taking the <laughs> You over. might as well. I mean, <laughs> I, they, you know, Dan Quinn's a defensive coach, but they haven't been able to stop anybody recently. I know we can't stop anybody. It's going to be a 32, 34, 31, 34, 33 game. And can uh, Matty Ice stay ice called? Yeah. Can he show the composure he hasn't been able to show in his career? There, there's a there's a there's a different him. It is. It's different. It's, it's a completely. I really think a lot of it has to do with the running game. It does. It does. I agree with that. But also, he was there when they had. Uh, who were they? Who were the, the Turner and who's the other? How was the other guy's name? I don't know. But, but they had they had years where they had multiple guys getting thousand yards. But, the year we played them, yeah. And you know those fourth and inches, they had him running uh, it. Honestly, though, it's but it's a clear difference in. Him with a, a okay team where he's a good quarterback, to him with a good running game and Julio where he's a great quarterback. He's a top notch quarterback with the right weapons and a good, solid, you know, middle of the road quarterback with nobody else. Dan Quinn coach of the year? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. <coughs> Maybe. Big turnaround from last year. He's that. He was. The, he was. If you if you're gonna talk about he's in the, the conversation. So the is Jason eight, Garrett. You're gonna look at eight. Teams that made the playoffs, they've made the biggest turnaround in my opinion. Not, he was the only one. On, he was the only one on the hot seat going into the season. Right, but he they put him on the hot seat right away. Not numbers wise. Jason Garrett went from four and twelve to thirteen and three. Yeah, but look, he was. But he Jason Garrett had a team. Year. Right. Right. He, he didn't have a quarterback last year. It's going to be the between the two of them. I think it will be between the two of them. You know what? And it's also fair because you know you don't know what you're getting at Julio, and you don't know if Jordy's playing. 
So two of them are going to end up canceling each other. It also, they were saying Vic Beasley's on the injury report. He's got a shoulder injury. So I, he might play. I don't he's know. had one for a couple of weeks. Right, so but, you know, he's going to put. He'll, he's one Hell, of those. He'll play through it. Yeah. Julio, uh, Julio. Jordy, I don't know. They said it's a small chance. I don't think he's going to be healthy enough to play. No, I don't he couldn't so. even get on the field last Saturday to at least run. Right. They said it was going to be, let's see Saturday if he practices, and they marked him out on Thursday. So it wasn't even close. Yeah, no, I think if you... If you they the, said he's been on the field, though. The, for the Packers, they win. They get Jordy health, if not playing for a month, healthy. He'll, theoretically, he'll heal right. up. So right. He should be, yeah. In a month, he should be fine. Good risk. I mean, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather him sit... You, you saw last week, he's... Put up thirty something points. He did perfectly fine without him. It feels it feels so weird giving Devontae Adams credit because I killed him so much last year. But he a different player. Wait, I literally he posted on your wall something that said yeah, the most a... the most useless players on all thirty teams, and he was the Packer player. And that wasn't like a Bleacher Report joke thing. That was like statistical analysis <laughs> yeah, from no, Number Fire that he, he was the worst receiver in the league. He dropped everything that was thrown yeah, his way last year. He is now you know catching everything. But you knew it was gonna come. Yeah, he had talent, and that's the thing. We the, the Packers always draft their skill. We haven't drafted this up. They haven't drafted this skill position player in the first round since two thousand three. They always draft them in the later rounds, and it takes some developing with these guys. It's just taken a year. Well, that's the advantage of having a guy like Rogers and McCarty. Rogers and McCarty. Yeah. You could draft those guys later because you know Rogers is going to teach them. Being on that practice field, having Rogers teach you how right. to run routes and stuff is better right. than. Here, right. go on the field and let Sam Bradford teach you how to right. catch and, and the, the rest of the receivers, in the, you know, this is how we do things. Yeah, That's the problem. That's, I know, I talk about him all the time, and Steven makes fun of me for it. That's been Jeff Janis' problem. The guy can't run routes for shit. Huh. That's why he doesn't He runs play. a deep route. That's all he does. That's all he can do. Is run Who's the guy we compared to Jeff Janis the other day? Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> it was an old guy. <laughs> Who did we compare to Jeff Janis? No. Uh, Mark Orbert's character from Invincible. Invincible. We compared him, we compared him to Jeff Janis. Invincible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even he's, Jeff Janis before Jeff Janis. And he's the gunner and he's the receiver. Right. <laughs> so it's, pretty, uh, it's not, it's not all. It's a form. Right. But you know, who's who's sitting on Julio? Who's sitting on Tanu? Who's sitting? Yeah, on... It's gonna be an interesting coverage. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, their tight end started catching the ball a couple of weeks. So now you got four guys. Ideally, you have four guys. Now you got a guy coming out of the backfield. Right. Falcons are not an easy team to no, game plan well, against you, offensively. You know, you guys have watched both games. What the Packers were able to do against the Giants, who couldn't get the, the running game going, was take more guys out of the box. When they had to stop Zeke, you know, Dak ate them up. Yeah. And plus Morgan Burnett was hurt last week. If, he's you know, been practicing, right? He's, I think I, he's been. He didn't practice today, but it's one of those things. He, it's a quad injury. He's just gonna. He gotta just. Talk he's gonna about suck it up. Yeah. See the because the, they need him. See, here's the thing. You know, you look at that 07 championship game, and you think Plaxico doesn't practice all week, ankle injury, but it's gonna be negative degrees. Who cares? It's gonna, gonna be feel frozen. It anyway. Right? Who cares? Who's not gonna feel it? You're playing in a dome. You're feeling. It. I know. You're gonna be hurt. You're gonna you're feel it. You're gonna have gonna, to get some IVs at some point. You're gonna. You're gonna feel it. And you know what? But it's perfect condition, and you have Aaron Rodgers. The well, that's best the thing. Perfect condition, you won't slip. Right? There's no, there's no issues with conditioning right. and you know, things like you that. You can wear know. comfortable whatever shoes, and you can dress you the way you want. Wear, whatever you can wear a brace. It's what, not gonna whatever you're wearing in in a September game anywhere. Right. Exactly. You're wearing in this game. Right. That's ideally what it comes down to. Which is gonna be helpful. Um. Dan, who's going think, to the Super Bowl? I think Packers Patriots. 
That's, that's the dream, isn't it? Brady Rodgers? We've been waiting for it, yeah. We've all, we've all nice won. One. I think the last two times, Rodgers didn't even play against the Patriots. Mm, or not the last time, maybe no, the time. The Patriots, not before that. Patriots beat the Patriots. Uh, the, the Packers beat the Patriots. Last time they played, Packers won. Like yeah, 28 it was, the, it was in Green Bay last the year. year. The one before that was... Matt Flynn. Flynn. Matt Flynn. Right. That was the Deshaun Jackson Eagle game. Because I didn't watch this on the night game. Yes. I kind of didn't want to watch football that night. I meant to bring this up to you. Who, and you might have said this to me before, who got off better, Matt Flynn or Brock Osweiler? Well, Matt Flynn, because he didn't have to start. Matt Flynn has a ring. Because <laughs> he never had to play. <laughs> they just Matt Flynn made sucked. 15, well. They knew oh, wow. he sucked at Russell. Brock Osweiler made $35 million guaranteed. Yeah, but he didn't get cut. Nothing. Matt Flynn, <laughs> Matt Flynn was just like, oh, Russell Wilson beat me. Oh, well, I'm going to just take my money and be on the bench. <laughs> Just bad timing. Anyway. Here's the thing. Brock had no choice. He he was the guy. Flynn, someone came in and beat him. It's a lot. I'd ra- rather lose my job because some guy came in and played it better and did my job better than right. me. And, and clearly is a better quarterback. And clearly is a, <laughs> then just be horrible. But then he also lost out to, to, to Marcus Terrell Russell. Bri- to Terrell oh, Pryor right. and Tyrod <laughs> Taylor. So I don't know how. I mean, I like Tyrod. Tyrod's just a decent quarterback, but. Can't lose. All right, cross the barrier, Division One Point One. We're gonna be right back with Craig to talk some my home. Welcome back to episode 168 of the S and E podcast show. Once again, that was Division One Point One with Cross the Bear this week's song. Picked that song because I heard it on the way home from the gym. By the way, just in case you guys were wondering. Um, right now, we gotta welcome in. Great friend of mine, Craigie Richardson. What's going on, Craig? Hey, what's happening, fellas? How we doing? All right. Everything's good. Everything's good. How's everything with you? Everything's good, man. Everything's uh, everything's good. Big champ, big shakeup uh, yesterday. So uh, you know, um, well, I guess we'll get into that in a couple minutes. But other than that, everything's good, man. No complaints. Good, good to hear. Good to hear. So you know, last time we had you on, we were, it was about the last year of the Coliseum. So we haven't gotten to talk to you on the show, of course about the transition and now that's a year and a half into the move to Brooklyn what's your thoughts um you know you I've I, me personally you know I've I've I loved it I, I I still do I I mean um you know it has its it has little quirks here and there but uh, as an overall product uh, I, I enjoy it I really enjoy it I, I definitely got to be honest I don't even take the train I drive in at pretty much every game I don't, uh, that, you know, that works out fine for me. I'm not packing on the trains with everybody. I'm not packing with Ranger fans on those nights and whatnot. Um, I know there's still people out there who are, I see it on, you know, on social media, boycott Barclays, this and that. And, I, you know, I, I, I don't get the thought behind that. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to change anything. And I honestly think more and more people are showing up to games. You know, I, I, as you know, you've been to a few, Steve, you know. Um, it looks like it's starting to fill out more. I, I, you know, I, they're attracting more people, to, you know, to the game itself. You know, people from Brooklyn and whatnot. I, th- I think it's kind of working out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love for them to be back in Nassau or whatever. But, you know, as of right now, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Yeah, I, I think uh, you made a point about driving in. Driving in is definitely the way to go for me, at least. Um I'm slowly starting to see people more into that transition this year of driving in. Now, you know, I mentioned it to a couple of people last year, 
and there's plenty of parking lots around. You can also yeah. find plenty of free parking if you look look closely or get there early enough. Yeah, I've, I've free parked during uh, other events. Yeah, no yeah, the best part about it is when the game's over, you just get in your car and you shoot, you know, you're home in, uh, you, know, you know, 35, 40 minutes. And you never have to worry about, you know, train delays and right. not making your train. and Right. Y- right. Usually, exactly. yeah. Leaving from the train, it's like you get home like midnight. You drive, it's at least it cuts an hour off the, off the time at least, definitely. Um, oh. Actually, so you mentioned the big shakeup yesterday about, uh, you know, Cappy getting fired. What do you think? Mm-hmm. It was the right move? I mean, <laughs> something needed to be done, and I guess you know. I guess I guess that's yeah. It had to start somewhere, you know. I I mean, Cappy, he would you know brought us where he did last year, and I mean, it's tough to say right now. You know, I, who knows if that's going to be the right move? I don't know if Doug Wade, the interim, is going to work out. It may it may not. I mean. You know, people have about, you know, oh, he really can't run the power play. How's he going to, you know, run the team as a coach? This and that. As for me, personally, I think it's a, it's a good move. I mean, I hated to see it. I really didn't have a problem with Kathy. Him shaking up the lines all the time. Um, but I think it's a spark. Hopefully it's something that, that's going to ignite this team and, and get them rolling. I mean, you know, we're running out of time. Realistically, I mean, we still could make the playoffs. Um, but they're gonna have to turn around and hurry. And hopefully, hopefully this is it. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. Something needed to be done. I mean, in my opinion, it should have been done a month ago, personally. Um, but also on top of it, it could also have been a scapegoat. Right. It could be one of those like, uh oh, we're in trouble here. Let's see if this helps. But um, also, you mentioned not having a problem with Cappy. I mean, second in the team all time in wins. He's been here, I think it's six years, five and a half, yeah. six years, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a while. you know, Brian Compton and uh, Mike Carver on I Was Point Blank had a second podcast this week to talk about. It. He's going to get another job. He's going to get another chance. You can't complain, you know, what was it, three out of four years in the playoffs? and yeah, back-to-back 100-point seasons. Back-to-back 100-point seasons. We haven't had a run like this in how many years? Yeah. A lot of, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the fans are saying, like, they they got that far in um, like in spite of him. I, it's a it was probably largely because of him, but something had to go. And this year with the uh, free agency moves, we obviously lose two out of three top point scorers on the team the last couple of years. Obviously, the point production is going to be suffering. So I think a lot of it has to do with snow this year um, more than Capuano. But it's and I used to hate Capuano, so it's funny for me saying that now. But it's, it's really one of those situations that both of them should have been gone. Maybe they should have waited at the end of the year. But obviously, with the pressure of them maybe making the playoffs, if they get hot, uh, anything can possibly happen. But the Metro is so stacked right now and ridiculous. Matt, they could probably have their own playoffs. Forget about the uh, Atlantic division, the, the other division. Forget it. They could have easily have their own playoff with the Metro, Metropolitan Division. That's how scary that, that the division is. Right. I mean, let's and you know, let's be real here too. I mean, you know, some you know, a lot some of this blame falls on the players too. I mean, you know, com, you know, the talent, the talent is definitely there. You know, uh, there's only so much you know a, a coach can do. You know, because you know, so only so much coach can yell and scream in the in the room. You know, in the end, it comes down to these guys on the ice. You know, and I, I but who knows what on behind closed doors? But you know, that we definitely have the talent there. Yeah, I agree. Um... 
So Doug Wade is obviously with the interim coach. I don't think that's going to stick. You think? What do you think? You think they they look for a, a veteran, you know, more established coach at the end of the year? I I think so. I I think they need to. Um, I mean, I don't know. I heard, you know, Gallant's going to be talking to them. I heard from somebody that I know that um, Ted Nolan is a possibility. Um, you know, he's going to be in town Saturday because he's going to be in fun playing. Oh, some place for the Kings, so he'll be in in town. He's in town now. I think he'll be at the game Saturday. We watch his son. Maybe he talks to them. You know, who else really else, else is there really out there? I mean, you know, you know. Well, right now they were yeah. talking about guys. You know, Boston's not having a good year, so Claude Julian. You know, he's been on the hot seat for almost two years now. You may see him available come April first. You know, you may see guys like Ken Hitchcock. You're gonna ha- apparently there's supposed to be a lot of big names out there this summer, but the problem is, is I heard today as of March first. Vegas is open for business. So yeah, well, I, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, 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 if uh, Vegas gave Capuano a look, to be honest. You know, the, <laughs> the GM used to be uh, part assistant GM something or something like that with the with Islanders, that. so he knows the guys, he knows the locker room, which, of course, you know, also brings up the point of expansion. And, you and, know, he, and he was decent with the young team as well. Right, can't right. forget that. Well, well, that's the biggest. Well, thing. not necessarily he's going to be a young team because we don't know right. who's going to be drafted, but more, more, more likely it's going to be a young, young team guys. that's not going to really be good. Right, right. Well, but you know, as well as why we're on this topic, I mean, does uh, what do you guys think? I mean, is, does do they keep Wade for the rest of the year, or do you think they bring someone in right away? I mean, I, I think they're going to keep him. I think you keep him the rest of the way mainly because you know. If you're going to fire him as a head coach, you're firing him at, at total, in my opinion. Um, right. If, if you relieve him of the duties of being an interim coach at the end of the year, you could keep right. him on as that assistant GM that he's been if Snow's going to stay around. If right. The owner wants to give Snow another year. Right, right, right. And what do you do? And, you know, what now? What do you guys think about with, with Snow? Is he, is he on the hot seat? Is, I mean, what happens with him at the year end? You know what I mean? The, the problem now is, you know... The clock's on. The, the clock is on, like Darren just said. The clock is on on him. Um, you know, you may give him, you know, the beginning of next year. You know, you may let him go into this free agency. You know, he's already part of the scout team for the draft. He already is looking into how can I improve this team in July? How can I improve this team now? You know? Right. But, yeah, yeah. So he's already involved in that. That what If you bring in a guy come April 1st, how much scouting has he been doing in the juniors? How much scouting has he been doing in those 17-year-olds who are going to be in the draft next year? How much scouting has he been doing into the guys who are going to the draft? How much does he know about the team for the expansion draft of who he can and who he should and who he shouldn't protect. Right, right. that's true too. That's true. I just, I'm just wondering if this is, you know, the farming is Kathy, if that's just the the beginning or that's where it's just, you know, or that's it's just going to end there. You know, I guess, I guess time will tell with that. You know. Well, if you're in charge, you're Ledecky. Are you are you cleaning house at the end of the year? Say we don't make the playoffs and they continue to play the way they're playing. You we're cleaning house, or or would you stick with snow? I I don't. I mean, Snow's made some good moves, and he's 
and then you know over in over this past off season, it really didn't make any. So I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's hard to make heads or tails with Snell right now. You know what I mean? I mean he had the opportunity over the off season, and I mean I guess he, you could say he picked up some decent guys, but you know we still need that one guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, what's your take on the fact that people are saying, you know, Doug Waite being in charge now may may help out Andrew Ladgier? In my opinion, Doug Waite's been behind the bench since the mm-hmm. first day of training camp. Well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I could see, I could see that happen. I mean, I could see even putting a big swap in the team. You know, it's the, see the thing is, no, we've never seen Doug Waite in this role, so nobody really knows for sure what you know. Everybody's already like, oh well, Doug Waite, you know, he can't even. Manage the power play. I was going to take care of you. But you know what? No one's seen him as a coach. So nobody really can even say anything yet. So you give this guy a few games and see what's up, you know, and see how the players react to it. And also, a couple of guys like Ryan Strom, Brock Nelson, other guys who have always been notoriously in uh, Coach Capuano's doghouse, maybe they finally break out and they finally have a coach that's on their side. I don't know if Wade's one of those guys that maybe they they like. Well, they he likes but yeah, I would love to see what those young, younger guys that were always in the doghouse that are like, oh, if they just can able to play any sort of minutes, maybe they can get something going. Because we all know Strom has talent. We all know that. He's a top five pick. And he yeah. scored over, what was his high score total? 50 points. Yeah, 50, 50 points. points. He did have 50 yeah. points. So hopefully he can get it. If he gets hot, they throw him on JT's line, and there you go. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good point too. I you know, so I guess we're all just gonna have to sit back and see and you know, and let it unravel and see what happens with us, you know. You know, you know, with the bet with the top line playing well, you know, Lee, Tavares, Bailey, they're all playing well, Bailey's having a career year, Lee Lee's, you know, getting his confidence back from the broken leg last year. Right. You know, JT's been playing a lot better as of late. But Craig, do you think that, you know, you paid Andrew Ladd five and a half million dollars over the next seven years. Do you think it's a live or die situation with him on that first line? Like he should be there. That should be his wing spot. You know, kind of like Kyle Poster was fixed on that line for the longest time. I mean, at this point, why not give it a shot? You know, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you're paying this guy money. He's, he's got to put up or shut up really, honestly. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't, I, I, I expected more out of him to be honest. You know, I really did. Yeah, I think I think we all did. And with the young players, you know, I think we we've all probably been in a situation where we work with somebody, we work with a boss who doesn't like us. It's got to be tough that every time they make a mistake, they know it just gets worse and worse in his head. Maybe right. him out the door, it, you know, put Strom back at center and put him with even if you don't want to put Lad on the first line, or if you want to put Lad on the first line and put Lee with Strom and Brock like they were, you know, when the team was hot. Make it the second line. I've always liked that line. I don't know why that uh, they kept changing that up. But I'm interested to see if how Doug Way, you know, worked with the lines because Cappy was always uh, tinkered with the lines and things. And I, you know, I'm not a fan of that. At least I'm not. I'm not a fan of that either. I think that was that was a big part of the problem. I mean, you know, you can't you can't get any chemistry going if you constantly shift. You know, if you try constantly changing up lines. You know what I mean? Right, you know, you, you can't just make line changes for the sake of making line changes. You, you gotta let these guys at least get five, six games together and get some, you know, see if they can find something together. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they, hey, they, you know, not for nothing though, too. The lines the other day were in Boston. That they they seem to work real well. <laughs> That's for sure. 
So I, I mean, I guess I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see what you know. Hopefully, Wade's got uh, got some pull with these guys and can you know light a fire under their ass and get this move, get this rolling. I mean, realistically, I mean, when really not out of it, we get a couple. We put together a seven, eight game you know win streak. We're right up in there, man. What did, what did you think of the timing of the move? You know, coming off a four nothing win, arguably the best game they've played all season. Um, you know, Friday in Florida was probably the best game they've played, and then they come out and shut out a team on on Monday. You know that. You know, we'll skip Saturday. That we'll just forget about that one. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah, let's forget that one. Um, I, I just thought, I just think they. Did, I mean, the timing is kind of weird. Um, obviously. Uh, they wanted to. They didn't want to do it to them on the road, so they waited to get them back. Like I said, like you know, I think that, like you said, it should have been done a month ago. And I, I think so too. I definitely agree with that. Um, but I think that came down to more of like a you know like a classy type of move where you know the, oh doing it you know over on the while they were out on the road. I think they brought him in, you know, sat him down. Why he why you know why they were back home and decided to do it then and did, you know did it the right way. Instead of sticking him in the taxi like they, you know, did with Kalat, you know what I mean, which was completely classless, you know. What do you think? You want to see uh, Barzell and Hosang up here before the end of the year? Uh, cool. If Hosang get his, yeah, cool. the lung blocks working. <laughs> right, yeah. If the yeah, I, mean, getting I, up mean, I mean, I understand he's young and everything, this and that, but you know, he's he was late to a Bridgeport game, right, last week. He was late on Saturday, but not only was he late, they scratched him from the starting lineup, but let him on the ice for warm-ups. See, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Why would you, if you're going to scratch him, go all in. You're not letting this guy on the ice. And it's not the first time he's been scratched. He's been scratched like three or four times this year for, for bad play. So I don't know. Right. Apparently I mean, he's too cocky with the puck and he plays too much like Patrick Kane is their problem. Right. You know, he, But he's an example of maybe, you know what, he's... You know he's bored down there, and maybe right. maybe he could explode up. Exactly. You know, if they bring him up. That's that's the Matt Harvey uh, experiment. God forbid you know, we have somebody who can carry the puck into the zone. You know, we got to mm-hmm. bench him because that's not allowed. You know, God forbid we got a guy who plays as well as Patrick Kane. Yeah, God forbid we have a good player. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always been a fan of Hosang, so I mean, I'm 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 going to always be on board with that. I would love to see what this guy is able to do. You know, in the, in the NHL, that's for sure. That's a damn sure. I mean. And if it gets to the point where we have no shot at the playoffs, what, what the hell? Bring him up. Let's see what he can do. You know, my opinion on him is the fact that, you know, the biggest question mark with him minus the maturity is the defensive side of the puck. But who would be a better guy to pair up with Letty on the power play on the point? You know, a guy who could stand behind the net, hold the puck, skate through f- three guys, make an odd man rush, and set something up in the, on the power play unit. Right, All right, that's true. I mean, who? Yeah, who do you go? Who do you go to for that? I, I, that's a good question, man. I don't have the answer for that. All right, Craig, what's your thoughts for the rest of the season? Seven percent uh, chance of making the playoffs. By the way, I, my thought: I think if I tomorrow night is going to be a big. It, it, I think they're going to have to show their true colors. I, you know, tomorrow night's going to have they come out of the gates flying. Hopefully, that you know they. Something to set a fire in their ass, you know. Maybe they 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 held themselves accountable a little bit, and you know, and they just they get their heads out of their asses and 
I mean, the talent is definitely there, man. We can do this. We can definitely do this. I don't. I haven't lost faith in this team, and I never will. You know, I definitely think we can do this. Blue and orange till we die. That's it. Craigie, it's been a pleasure, yeah. my friend. Yo, it's always a pleasure with you guys, man. I can't thank you enough for having me back on, man. I love it. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Craig. Let me ask you guys one more question, man. What's it all it. about? It's all about the Islanders, baby. It's all about the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yo, man, so guys, thanks again. I really had a good time. I love doing this. I hope you have me back on soon. Definitely, Craig. Thank you. All right, guys. I'll talk to you. Welcome back to the S&D Podcast. You just listened to Cross the Bear. Tonight, before we wrap up, we talk a little Knicks basketball. They're obviously slumping. They're the most dramatic team right now in New York. Um, is Melo loyal? Or is Melo just uh, wants to stay in New York for his uh, his brand? Which he has mentioned numerous before times. Before we go into that, can we talk about the video of him talking to his son the other night? Oh, that yeah. Lala posted on Instagram, that got on on Twitter and all that, and he's like talking about what do you do in the final seconds. He had that play on Monday, you know, final seconds. What so he do? He was asking his son, what would he do? What would he do, and what he would do in a in a double team situation like that? And not once do you ever hear the wall word pass. Word, word pass. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, he's like, he goes, what are you doing double team? And he goes, oh, I'll split the defenders and go to my left and cross over. And he's like, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, and it. No, you know, no. you know, the pass open guy was standing there, <laughs> wide open. You know, pass it to the open guy? Like, you're double team. There's only five guys on the court. Somebody's open. open. <laughs> throwing markers because I'm so infuriated. Vince, Vince throwing it's, shit. It's Mel just a weird situation. You knew Phil never wanted him to begin with, but it was just one of those. Nobody wanted him. It was anyway. a Dolan move. It was a Dolan move, 150%. And Melo is our star player. That's why they wanted to keep him. It's just one of those, I think, it's funny with the situation, Phil's like, please, we'll find a team for you to go to. Someone wants you, go away. We'll trade you. And Melo's like, no, I'm staying a Nick. And I think they're just playing chicken at this point. Who's going to leave the Knicks first? Is it going to be Melo or is it going to be Phil Jackson? So, it's going to be interesting to see. Melo will have Lala buy a casket and bury him at the free throw line before he... Before... To, to not leave before Phil. He is not leaving before Phil Jackson. There's no way. You know, you could also... spite, he won't You could it. also blame the organization in general. Oh, 100%. Because, you know, his contract ends. You don't have to give him a new one. You can let him walk. He doesn't <laughs> fit in the team. He doesn't fit in the way this team should be playing if it wants to succeed. They have a point guard. I mean, a decent point guard now. And they have a big man. And you re- it's not that complicated. An ISO scorer is not what this team needs. I don't know. I think he he's one of the better players in the league. Like no right, doubt about scores. it. Right now, we're watching the game against Boston. He's nowhere on the court with six minutes left. Well, there's that's there's the thing. At six left. minutes, he was on the court at the end of the third quarter. You weren't looking. Um, so now you're giving him the rest. You bring him yeah. in with the final five minutes if it becomes a game. It's a yeah. nine-point game right now, you know. But you need to win. Up. You need to win. The way you need to win every game. I, I know. But Here's, who's more desperate, Knicks or the Islanders at this point? Mello. <laughs> Equal. <laughs> Mello is not going to win a title being the guy. Mello will eventually win a title being. This is the best. I was thinking about this earlier. This is the best I can come up with. Being the 
opposite of Andre Iguodala for some team. Being a, a scoring specialist for some team. You're telling me that if the Cavs had to choose between Kyle Culver and, and Carmelo Anthony, they wouldn't have traded no. for Carmelo Anthony. No, they would have taken Kyle Culver. Because they just want somebody. They no, because no, you could tell. Because, listen, LeBron, if LeBron's in charge. Melo goes to that team. LeBron goes, stand in that corner. But do Mello, nothing. I will give you the ball. Kyle Culver is a better three-point shooter than Melo is. Okay, so you don't need threes constantly. No, you do, though. They're, they got Kyle Korver to be Mike Miller, to stand there and go, everybody else is, is being preoccupied, and he just stands there like this, waving his arm. You mean when someone's double-teamed, they're going to pass him the ball? Because yes. it's going to be open. <laughs> oh, the, the concept of passing the ball, it's unbelievable. You'll, you'll see. In the, when they get to the finals, Kyle Korver, will, there'll be a three-minute spin where he takes over well, and hits we, four threes. We, we know that. And it'll be, it'll be because of Kyle him. Kyle Korver is going to win a game. Know, he could be Robert Ory and just hit a three to win a game. Who knows? All right, better question for both of you. Off the next topic because they're annoying. And so is Carmel. Is Golden State Cleveland a rivalry? Or is no, it just a rivalry yet. because they're the only teams worth anything yeah, in the NBA? Essentially, essentially. <laughs> Unfortunately, they are the only teams, but it's getting to be a rivalry. Nope. Let's face facts, though. But here's the thing. The other night they played each other. A couple hours before that game, there was reports yeah. that nobody was playing for Cleveland. Okay, that if it's me, a rivalry, you're playing that game. That's a mental thing in Cleveland. They've beaten Golden State four in a row. This is the last time they're going to play them until an eventual finals. Why give them any satisfaction of the fact that we tried when now you're going into the finals knowing we've already essentially swept you? We beat you four in a row already. Who's more of a dick player, Draymond or or uh, what's the kid on Duke's name? Draymond. Because uh, <laughs> well, Grayson Allen doesn't talk. And Draymond just cost them two another championship last year. They were down up three one. They suspended it and all that. I, that was arguably the turning. I get that it's his game, but this is the don't same thing with the Patriots. Left. You don't piss off the best player in the world. We've seen that what? was a clothesline. It was a flop <laughs> slash clothesline. So of they've, course they played two the, the other night. Wait, yes. Last not last year was seven games. The year before was six, right? Yes. Okay, so now they've played thirteen games in the finals, and he's been the best player in every single game, and you piss him off. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he's literally the. He might be the best basketball player that has ever stepped on this earth, and you're pissing him off. Dan, do you think it's time for a legit salary cap in the NBA? Never happening, <laughs> and they just did the CBI, so we know that's not. I, it's, I wish I have no problem with guys, you know, playing with better players, but essentially there is nobody. Not even to the point where if LeBron got hurt and missed a Toronto series, they would still win. It's you know, not that point. You know, the other day I saw something on Twitter, and the guy goes, "Best part about being someone from Oklahoma." And it was like a picture of Pop-Tarts with melted cheese on it or something. <laughs> and some guy goes, yeah. And people wonder why Durant left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there's, there's three teams in the league that could make it to the finals. And it's the Spurs, Golden State, and Cleveland. Cleveland's going to walk to the finals. We all, we all know that. You know what's scary? I think San Antonio, last time I looked, had less than 10 wins. Less than 10 losses. They don't, yeah, cause they don't, <laughs> they don't care. Pop don't give a shit. And no, and you you'll never hear anybody talk about him. No. Oh, well, last year they had, imagine if the Warriors didn't have the Warrior type season, the Spurs went. The Spurs home. went game for game with them, and yeah. nobody cared. They didn't lose at home. <laughs> they went undefeated at home. <laughs> yeah, they essentially went game for game. You know, people talk about how this Cleveland team's going to be a franchise. The Golden State's turning into a huge franchise. First off, you want to talk about a joke? Circus Olay was 
at the groundbreaking for the Golden State Warriors. They literally did a circus ole thing before the groundbreaking. It makes sense. And the original plan for the thing, if you guys remember correctly, was a toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. So, whatever. Yeah. It's, I think it's... So, that, let's just put it this way. That area decided to keep, keep the Warriors and letting the Raiders leave. Well, not necessarily letting them leave. They're not. Raiders, I don't know. They're event. They're ideally leaving. Back well, to over under of ten years till the Raiders come back. This thing, because they're going to be good. If you think about it, you get more use out of an arena than a stadium. They're, they have a quarterback now. They're going to be good for another ten years. You do get use more use out of it, but the fact that you're opening that up a little bit kind of gives you yeah. that. Oh, maybe we should build oh, yeah, a stadium right. here too. Maybe. But you got to give the, the A's one too. So that's that's the God. issue. Anyway. Well, that's the thing. Apparently. The the building that was where Warriors are playing is going to get knocked down to be the new Oakland. Cause it's next door, so it makes sense. You know, knock that building down; it's not going to be used for anything. Turn it into that because they are the They're only moving... team that plays on the the baseball team, football team share still. Correct. Yes, that is the only one. Yet somehow, the Chargers are still moving to a stadium that has less seats than that stadium. The Chargers are moving to a stadium that has thirty thousand seats. Where they're basically the same distance that we are from the ground. Philip Rivers is going to get shit thrown at him oh. every time. You, you better watch. You better watch it. Yeah. So, um, going back to the point of the, the original question. Yes, this is a rivalry. Golden, the Golden State Cleveland's rivalry because of just because nothing. of there is no. See, to me, else. a rivalry was Knicks Miami. Growing up, Knicks well, Indiana. Thanks to Draymond Green. <laughs> Knicks Indiana. Knicks Indiana was a rivalry. Knicks they Indiana. Knicks Heat. Knicks Heat. Tim Hardaway of uh, morning against against Charlie Ward and yeah, and PJ Ewing. Brown. Yeah, Bobby Reggie Sands. and uh, Spike Lee. Reggie and Spike Lee was what made that a rivalry. Right. Exactly. The Knicks and Bulls, even though the Bulls killed them. You know what? That was probably one of the better rivalries, one-sided rivalries of all time. That's you can argue that, but that was, was one a, of, he had a rivalry with everybody. It's yeah. just, he, he couldn't. But it's funny, no one hated Jordan. You couldn't. No, it was a People hate thing. LeBron. That's the thing. People, People hate, hate LeBron, LeBron because of the way hate. he left. It's everybody. It's, it's easy to hate LeBron. If he never left Cleveland, nobody would hate him. If he doesn't leave Cleveland, does he ever win a championship in Cleveland? Yes. Yeah, they, well, they would find the way, but they would never had Irving. Right, they're That's not the having thing. Kyrie. They're not. They're not drafting Wiggins to trade him for Love. That's a good point. But eventually, people he would have gotten people to come. Yeah. Somewhere. Right, once all their teams started super. They would have just did the Heat team in Cleveland. Yeah. Wade would have left and Bosch would have left. And... I wonder how much of that was LeBron saying, come here. I, I think that was him trying to get away from the pressure of winning in Cleveland. What, My opinion is, he left Cleveland to go to Miami to win. Right. To learn winning. Away from yeah. the pressure. He felt, There was so much pressure what on him in Cleveland. What he said in his thing was, he went to college. That's what it was. He went to college in Miami. Right. And Wade was like, I am not leaving Miami. And then he <laughs> I have income. I have free income tax. Come here. Why did he want to go to Chicago? It didn't make Hometown. Sense. Miami didn't want him back anymore. Okay. Miami didn't want him anymore. Miami's, he's from Chicago. Miami, yeah, he's yeah, rock Miami, bottom. Miami was like, uh, thanks for... Thank you for that, Miami, Miami started there. We're, we're ready to move forward. Phase. Bosch's and they wanted him the back to, and things. He, they wanted him to go succeed, some, try and succeed somewhere. And he decided, you know what, I'm going to just go home. If only somebody else who's been in the league for so long was as smart as Pat Riley. So the Knicks should have done. Bye, Melo. Go to Chicago. Have Problem fun. is, he's home. Can't yeah. go back home if he is home. So is Pat. I don't know. I'm assuming <laughs> Pat Riley lives in Miami now. Yeah, but Melo's not going to leave New can York. Can we bring Pat Riley back? The coach? No, yeah. 
Please, he's been in Miami for over 20 years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're so beyond the Pat Riley era. If anybody's coming back, it's Jeff Van Gundy. Please! <laughs> and he's not. Latrell's Spurell head coach. If Joey Porter could be a po- coach, Latrell's Spurell. Be- How about that for something? Joey Porter gets arrested for everything you could think of and coaches the following Sunday. And he's in the middle of a scuffle at the end of the game. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> well, he didn't start it, but he was holding a, a, a Steeler player back. That's the only thing. Tomlin's a motivator. He they're a little uh, unkept. They're it's a little. There's he's got seventeen Tomlin. players as his coaches. It's that playmakers. Well, playmakers. Play play yeah. Everyone has their ego. You go do it. You do. You go it's do a it. A lot. But he's the he one who said. Button it up a little. But bit. here's the thing. Tomlin makes the speech Monday. He makes the speech before the game. He needs Those to, are the important speeches. He, spe- he, ma- he makes the important speeches. He does, but he just needs to button it up a little bit. All right, uh, Bagwell. Pudge and Tim Raines. Tim Raines. So eh. What a lackluster is this, year. Does this start the PED era? You know, Pudge was a big Pudge, PED guy. Yeah, with Pudge, yeah. Pudge was a big PED guy. Here's the thing. By the way, I'm going to argue right now Pudge is more defensively making the Hall of Fame yes. and he will be. 100. 100%. 100%. Um, the... I don't think the PED guys are, um, are all going to get in now. It's... It's going to be these guys that are already in because they haven't been convicted. It's kind of just light speculation. Bonds and Clemens were Hall of Famers before they started doing anything. So, to me, they get in eventually. My dad brought up a good point when it comes to Clemens. He doesn't get votes. He was never a good guy with the media. No, he wasn't. So, was Bonds. Neither was Bonds, though. Neither was Bonds, exactly. But but they're slowly getting there, though. Bonds Bonds is good. Next year is going to be really interesting because next year is the first year they announced today... Next year, everyone has to make public. their pub- their ballots public, which right. is very interesting. Um, First sport to be doing that. Right. I don't think anybody is coming on big next year, though, From like that's retiring, that's coming on new. So it's just going to be Vlad getting all the, Vlad, the Tim Raines votes, so Vlad will get in. And then they're going to get a lot of those extra votes. I, I don't know. I think Bonds, I think Bonds, I think it's time you put them in. Bonds had 500 homers and 500 steals before he started doing anything. Okay, I mean, so how about this? What's the, the the precedent for a closer? Because where's Trevor Hoffman? They said... Was it five Hoffman? Five votes shy. So they, he's in. He's, he's in next in, year. He's in. Five votes shy. But why was he five votes shy? Because people just... He was bad only, in the playoffs. He was bad in big games. Um, okay, and he the, also played for bad teams. Rivera Rivera's getting the Griffey votes. Right, but Rivera... Well, well, while he played in a lot of big games, it's possible to play in big yeah, games but look and at be the, bad in big games. But look at the team that was put around Hoffman compared to put around Rivera. But it's pitching. It's it's. There are literally, and um, you see this stat all over the place, more people have literally walked on the moon than scored against Mariano Rivera in the playoffs. Right. Jay Payton's one of those people, by the way. Hit a home run. Dead. Just saying. Um, the great Jay Payton. But it's just, Hoffman, I, I don't... It doesn't have that allure that Rivera does. He'll definitely get in next year. He's got 500 saves, and it's like, like I said, he's it's, five, should 500 saves though be that? You know, people no. say 300 wins for a pitcher, you're in. Now, now it's 250, arguably, because you know not a lot of right. Guys are it's get going that. down a little bit, and you know, 400 homers you can argue is in 500s a lock. The guy who had the record before them, Lee Smith, I think he had 478, has never sniffed the whole thing. So they they're the, going to be the first real closers, hundred percent closers to get in. Eckersley's in, but he's gone back. He went back and forth. They're going to be the first. Closers. Did anybody get kicked off the ballot this year? Um, I think uh, Posada. Posada, Wagner, not Wagner, Wagner got yeah. like ten percent. He's going to get kicked off soon. Five percent is the yeah. Five percent or Wagner less. Wagner should get more love. Mm. 
I don't know. He's, it's the same argument then with Hoffman. But who who what team did Wagner actually play on? I mean, did he some, did good, he, some good Met teams? Okay, that was it. One good Wagner is. Oh six was his only year. Statistically, he is the best left-handed closer in the history of baseball. Okay, then why are you not going to argue John Franco to be in? Held the record for held the record till Hoffman broke it. Yeah, but if you look at actual like he had saves, if you look at actual numbers, they weren't that good. Like strikeouts and ERA and things like that, he, the numbers weren't actually that good. It's, you know, saving games is saving. Bag- games. Bagwell's the only hitting player who made the Hall of Fame this year. Batter. Uh, uh, Rain- yeah, Reigns was an all around thing, and Pudge was also an all around thing. Pudge. I mean, I watched the video today. It was Nolan Ryan pitching to Pudge, who threw out Griffey at second, and it's like. But Pudge is also a very good hitter and, and a great leader on a lot of teams. Back Pudge is a Ranger, teams. right? We're going to definitely yes. go... Okay. Oh, Pudge, Pudge we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not giving him a Marlins hat, right? No. I wish I... I wish you could just put that picture of him holding the ball, ball up, up the after the... As his thing. Because that was just magical. That that moment. That run, that that moment. run got him into the World Series. Because uh, he put the team on his back. That run got him into the Hall of Fame. That's what I meant, yeah. Not, I said the World Series. Beckett's the one that got him into the World Series. What? Beckett. Yeah, right. But that run... Reigns was all around. Reigns was just all around an right, all around he was player. A he was a stealer and everything. Yeah. And then Bagwell was just a pure a beast, hitter. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the most feared hitters of our time. Does Berkman get it? No, he Lance wasn't part Ber- of the. Nah. Lance Berkman was the three Bs. No, it was Bell first. It was Bell first, but then it became him. I don't think Bell, Lance Berkman. The great gets Derek Bell. The, the great, great former Met Derek Bell. <laughs> I don't think Berkman gets him. It'll be close. No, no. I don't absolutely think... not. No. Didn't he have four, five, four no. to five hundred? No, he wasn't. He had like three. Maybe. He had a good career. He's not a hall. He's not a hall of famer. All right, some uh, some new news for the S and D podcast show. This uh, should be fun. This yes. should be fun. This is gonna be a lot of fun, I think. Uh, we have officially set up a Skype phone number. So now on, if you guys want to call, we have a voicemail set up. Uh, please give us a call. The phone number is five one six five seven zero nine two four eight. That's five one six. Five seven zero nine two four eight. Leave us voicemails. Uh, you have a problem with something we talk about on the show? You want to argue about something we said on the show? Tell us where idiots. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us where idiots. Go for it. Please keep the language to a minimum. That's the only thing we ask. <laughs> um, you got a question for us? You want us to talk about a topic? If we get voicemails, we're going to do it in the last segment of the show. We'll keep it for the end because that's usually when we just do our blabber com- uh, moments. So, give us a call. Hit us up. We'll love be to fun. hear from you. We'll love to That's hear fun. from our, our listeners. Um, just anything crosses your mind, give it a call. Rings once, go straight to voicemail. Nice. We'll check it every week. We'll Talk check to it. the nice British lady. <laughs> we will set up a voicemail <laughs> so you know it's us. <laughs> Not the nice British woman. That's on the Sorry phone. we're canceling the British lady. <laughs> we apologize for all you creepy guys out there that like British <laughs> Anywho, and ladies, sorry. It's 2017. Um, with that being said, <laughs> that being said, also call the phone number if you're interested in joining our podcast channel, you know, Let us know. give us some information. We'll reach back out to you as soon as possible. Um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google play, search us on iTunes, uh, comment, rate, review, comment, rate, review. When you search for the S and D podcast channel, Weissman and I show, uh, working on a collaboration with them, working on a great, like rate review right um always, yeah. subscribe rate review actually subscribe then like then rate then review well like on facebook like do all four fu- things do everything okay do everything um so we get working on a big guest for next week it's gonna be a lot of fun yes, it will. um 
couple weeks, we're going to do a collaboration uh, leading up to Super Bowl week with the Weissman and Oz show. So we're working on that. Hopefully that will be uh, solidified. We'll guarantee that one next week. Follow um, our Twitter for all the updates. Follow the Twitter for the updates. And also, we're going to revamp our YouTube page. Um, got some ideas in my head. Uh, so a lot of things with a GoPro, basically, for now. And we'll see how it goes. We'll go from there. Um, with that being said, thanks for listening. Thanks again to Craig for joining us this week. This was one hell of a show. Episode 168. Good job, boys. We'll see you guys next week. See you next time.